mantra of mine. Um, I've probably said it to you. I, I think I never go. Yeah, I think does it you start with an S? Yes, it does. <laughs> it's been, I've lived my life by it, perhaps too much to an extent. It's salvation through suffering. And anything that we do, any, any endeavor that we take on, we're going to have to suffer through, especially initially. And so any promised land that we want to get to, we have to be willing to suffer for. Um, and I think our, our bodies are biologically wired for suffering to equal reward. So, I mean, that's like a traditional religious mantra across all religions is that life is innately suffering. Yeah. And maybe not like all the time and, and forever, but there's like, you can't get through life without experiencing it. Yeah. Especially on just mundane day to day. What I think is striking is that if you aren't willing to suffer, especially if you're not willing to suffer on the front end of anything, you'll actually suffering it more throughout life. Uh, because of uh, the accumulation of misery. So For example... Give, yeah, give an example, maybe like CrossFit-based, you know? Well, yeah, CrossFit-based, I'll, I'll segue into that. But we'll say, if, let's say you, you want to be successful, have kids, have family, you want to live a life well-lived. But if you aren't willing to suffer, put in the effort to get there, you're not willing to whatever, study at school, you're not willing to um, get your gears moving to make, make progress towards that, those goals, then you're going to suffer by not ever achieving those things. And that can be applied to CrossFit. Let's say you want big goals, you want to stay fit, you want to um, improve your, your, your uh, standard of living, health in, both mentally and physically, um, then if you aren't willing to put in the suffering toll for it through working out hard and um, paying the piper day in and day out, then you'll suffer both mentally and physically in that respect as well. I think you there's do. a, I don't want to cut you off just before it jumps to my mind. I think there is a way though to make that suffering, if that's the word we use, it, it, enjoy, it can be an enjoyable or maybe not enjoyable, but rewarding experience. Because if you're oriented at like, hey, that's my North Star, I want to get there someday. Even if it's uncomfortable to do the work every day, you know in your heart that it's bringing you one yes. step closer. So it's like, it's like that sacrifice and yeah. reward. The, the, uh, <laughs> I think you'll end up, if you, like you were saying, if you delay, if you're always trying to be comfortable and take the easy route, eventually right. life is going to hit you upside the head. It, you're going to get hit like a train. Yeah, because yeah. whether that's, whether we're talking just fitness and nutrition, if you put off, you eat what you want, you're lazy, you don't exercise, eventually you're going to be older and you're going to have some life re really bad full medical of regrets, conditions. Yep. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes in play as far as delayed gratification, knowing you got to you you got to make yourself a little bit on dis, uncomfortable. Let's say discomfort rather than suffering, because I think suffering yeah, is, 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 <laughs> is, is probably some vernacular that we don't want to perpetuate right there. Um, but making yourself un, dis, uncomfortable is going to pay off in the long run, especially if you're trying to achieve certain goals, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, whether it's like saving, being a little bit more 
uncomfortable because you are putting more right. money away or whether yeah you being, see something on amazon you really want yeah i mean you can be like click and then you got it and right. that's another aspect of uh, the comfort the world of comfort we live in everything's so easy to get we never right. have to forage for anything <clears throat> there's a lot of different avenues we can take in this crisis of comfort right um but i think the willingness to make yourself uncomfortable is a very valuable skill worth acquiring yeah i can imagine uh your experience with like opening the gym in the initial you've even told me the stories right like the initial like year to five or whatever before things got off the ground like it seems like you're just beating your head up against the wall right right and yeah no. having the having the wherewithal to like see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah i just heard a stat yesterday that the majority the average crossfit affiliate loses seven thousand to fourteen thousand dollars a year and the reason why they're around for so long is because the CrossFit affiliate owners, they're so like de- determined and yeah. they they have all these good qualities to that where they can just keep fighting. The determination to yeah, weather even, storms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even though they might not know, you know, business wise how to keep fighting. But yeah. Well, is that like the sunken ship? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The sunken ship philosophy there? Like no. you invest so much in, in whatever, your ship. Yeah. And even though you know it's sinking, they know it's sinking, everyone knows it's sinking, that because you've invested so much in it, you, 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 don't, want, yeah. you don't want it to sink, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so human nature too, just yeah, but then not you, letting go of things, right. you know. Even though yeah. you should, I and mean, that happens in relationships. I mean, we, we've all benefited, benefited from your relentlessness yeah. over the years that like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have this place to work and to train and to like all these people who come here and have this as a daily, uh, you know, basically like a daily... Um, prayer for lack of a better term to like come and have this place with a community and positivity and that could have just all not existed had you been like fuck this i'm not trying to be broken anymore right (laughs) you know yeah i mean there's so many times where you know i was extremely uncomfortable or challenged in some way you know and like and then there's this like you know your dog dies or something you still have to show up to class and like and put on a fun class and like do those kind of things when you're the that only, brave face, yeah. The only Come one in rain or shine, right? So it's it's uh, you know there's there's but there's that discomfort and those challenges are what make you yeah arrive at the next level. Being of, able to achieve the goals that you're I mean, so determined to get to, yeah. Yeah, right. I think uh, this. I mean, this is like intuitive and and logical, but the people who who suffer the most in life as far as like. Uh, hardship, right? And like, they just kind of get a lot of lumps. School hard knocks. Those are usually the people with the most well-developed character. Yeah. Right. Because they learn how to respond to stress and how to um, use use setbacks as a way to like trampoline them forward. Right? Well, turning yeah. a stumble into a two-step type of mentality. With that, yeah, I I agree. But I think let's let's uh, separate the the meaning of suffering, at least for me, between suffering and discomfort. And I think from my journey across life, I think of suffering as something that you perpetuate. Like the moment only happens. Let's say I'm due for an unpleasant conversation tomorrow. The suffering would be me dreading that unpleasant conversation. I'm anticipating it. I'm thinking about it. I'm reliving it before it ever happens. And then the moment of the conversation may last minutes. And then after the conversation, I may ruminate on it. It didn't go my way. But really, that's only like a few minutes at a time. So if you only think about it, and that's living presently, living mindfully, 
if you want me to think about it, that each each moment of the day is, is normally pretty good for all of us, 95% of us, but where we perpetuate suffering is that we either ruminate or we dread. Yeah, and I think suffering isn't necessarily, it doesn't always lead to some sort of benefit, whereas like being uncomfortable yeah. and, and challenging yourself, like like 95% of the time you're going to overall you're going to be benefited whereas if you're like just being you yeah. know tortured or something that's just horrible and you're suffering then, yeah. you know that's not necessarily a good thing right and to draw like a parallel that we've talked about on here before and that's probably applicable to most of the people listening is like when we talk about threshold training as far as like your your you know fitness program goes your threshold is the edge of your capability, right? Like you have the scope of competence and the place where you grow the most is on the edge of that. So like you hear people say, get out of your comfort zone. That means like get on the edge or maybe a little bit over that edge. And that's where you're going to expound, expand the boundaries of what you're, what you can do and what you can have. That's applicable, not just to your like CrossFit or your fitness, but like that's like th- threshold train through life. Yes. Put yourself on the yeah. edge of what you currently can do and what you don't know if you can do. And that's going to be a place of discomfort because a lot of times you're going to get lumps, yeah. you know, and trying things that you're not super confident at doing and that you might fail at. Right. Well, I think CrossFit has a lot of transfer over the rest of life. And I think <clears throat> what, one of the things that I like to say is make out of your element your element. So thrive being out of your element. And each time you do that, you're always pushing the boundary of what's your element, right? So I think that's that threshold training is, is, is exactly summing that up. Mm. And that's like, I love the GPP model, general physical preparedness. And yeah. I've said before, I think to me it's more GSP, general spiritual preparedness. It's like yeah. your, your, you know, embodiment is like just geared to take on whatever it is, regardless of what what it is, right. and be able to respond to the stress of whatever it is yeah. in a way that's not going to just completely ruin you well the um the 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 thing that's unavoidable with this stuff with crossfit and with life is that there's never any shortage of movement or um any exercises that we do that will humble us so if we're scared to get out of our comfort zone with those then we're we're in for a very terrified life so if we could if we could just face them head on and rejoice when we find those things mm-hmm. and a then, limited life yeah you know you won't you won't ever see what you're capable of if you don't explore yeah. that if you don't ever get uncomfortable and so rather than like okay there's squat snatches today rather than be like man that really makes me uncomfortable be like i can work on a weakness of mine and get myself to where squat snatches are comfortable for me that's an example but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i think that applies to a lot of the things that we do here yeah 5k is a good example yeah 5k yeah <laughs> Uh, three people show up today. So. <laughs> but that kind of reminds me of the stat. So uh, this book, The Comfort Crisis, oh, is like totally... I'm, I'm reading, as soon as you told me about yeah. it, I, I thought it was just a podcast, and then I downloaded the book. Yeah, but he, he brings a bunch of like stats up, and I was trying to find some, but uh, they did a study where only 2% of people will choose the stairs if there's an elevator and escalator. Oh, yeah. And so... 2%, yeah. That, that kind of takes a look into the like the mindset of most people is we always take the easy, right. easy route and yeah. and you're and there's so much benefit to taking the the hard path mm-hmm. sometimes or the or the uh path that's going to lead to greater reward, greater reward yeah. yeah 
um, is real beneficial. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, and I think one thing that happens too is that we're kind of destined for the more we're used to the comforts of modernity, really, is that the bigger the hedonic adaptation is. So let's say, for example, if we get used to never having a moment of boredom in our life, like the book talks about, right? Mm -hmm. Then if we have 10 minutes where, let's say, our, my phone dies and I have to go use the restroom, that's going to be torture for me. I'm like, this right. is something that we all grew up with. Right. Like, I can't do this. Someone get me a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> this this was, is horrible. This is a magazine? <laughs> that was another uh, stat, which was crazy. But the average person spends 11 hours in front of a screen yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. Which is insane. I, I think we're, we're, we are all, we're all um, guilty yeah. of, of falling victim to that. Like, yeah. I think that constant stimulation keeps you from ever having to sit with discomfort. Like discomfort, You, you can just yeah. get yourself out of it because you distract to something right. shiny. What, what, what it was also, what the um, crisis comfort, of course this makes perfect sense when you think of it too, is that um, comfort of Crisis comfort, no comfort crisis, comfort crisis. <laughs> well, it's it, it just it just squashes. No boredom squashes creativity. Mm. Because think about like let's say we're in a, uh, an eight hour car ride and you've got your phone there the whole time. Before we were, I remember being in long car rides when I was a kid, and you're thinking of all sorts of like fun things to do that'll be like, games. Yeah, and right. Yeah. Looking at cows. I don't know, animal games, whatever, whatever you want to do in the car. Now everyone's just glued to their like. The little zombie zombified right. like screen, and yeah. it's, we never have to entertain ourselves. And that's a the screens also are a good example of like if you're in a room like a waiting room, say for example, and everybody's just on their phone. That's like that's the comfortable thing. Yeah, to that's do. the modus operandi for everyone around. Yeah. And a parent just told me the other day they their kid's phone was out of batteries. Yeah. And they were just pretending to be on their phone because they didn't want to. <laughs> they didn't want to be the outlier. Like, I'll do that. Like I'll go like sit in a Starbucks <laughs> and like I feel so weird because I'm the, I'm looking around and like nobody else is looking around. I'm like <laughs> just gonna pretend. judging me right now. But then got to glued to my phone. I'll just like read the freaking. Yeah. Oh, they got the certified by the Board of Health in 2014 <laughs> yeah. and like just random shit on the yeah. walls. But it, because people are so comfortable, just like oh, I'm not gonna engage with anyone or be you know any sort of uncomfort by interacting with people. I'm just gonna go on my phone. Yeah. Then it's like like we went into a like towny bar on Sunday and people were just talking to us. They were like, you know, classic like townies, like they do this every Sunday. They all know each yeah. other. And so three guys walked in that they don't know and they're like talking to us. And I can just picture someone who is on their phone Blue, all the time. Having That's a, like a terrifying reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh social yeah. It's like weird because we're, yeah. we're more socially connected, but the least amount of yeah. socially connected like, ever. Yeah, and real person interactions. That's like if someone call like I like to call people all the time. You guys know like all the time. I'm like five times a day. <laughs> like, Got to talk for a little bit. But I like to call people, but most I have to sometimes disclaimer my phone calls is like there's nothing alarming going on. Right. I just rather talk. Like, hey, uh, I wrote this workout. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah sometimes dude. I'm like there's an emergency. What's going on? Right. Why is someone calling me? Yeah. No, that is like the given now, though. If someone's calling you, you're like, oh shit. There is, yeah. must be something must going be in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's your favorite color? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. Like, we need to retain that ability. And, uh, like, to bring it back to your, like, ruminating versus, uh, what was the other one? Ruminating versus dreading, right? Dreading, yeah. Like, or, yeah, anticipating. Yeah, anticipation. They, even, like, the, the 
hard conversations, right? There's this old adage, your, the value of your, uh, the level of your life can be uh, measured by the amount of hard conversations you have. Yeah. Like I actually look forward to like when I'm going to have to have like a, a conversation where I, it puts me in a position where I have to have my shit together. I have to yeah. like, you know, control my emotion and like, right. You got to get zoned in. Yeah. It, right. it yep. makes, it makes yeah. you a better person to have a conversation that's uncomfortable to have. You always come out of it yep. with something that you didn't have before. And if you can <clears throat> tap into like, I got to be about it now. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's lost in, in not just communication through people, but so many things because we don't want to feel that like t- 10 seconds of feeling awkward and uncomfortable right. and like scared or whatever the feeling is. We don't want to feel it. So we don't do it. But we pay for yeah. it. Yeah. One thing, one valuable skill that I've learned, I really dove deep into. It, the moment is only very brief. So now, like, it could be the worst thing in the world, but I'm, a recognition is it's not going to last forever. And the rest of my life is going to be entirely free of that mm-hmm. moment. And the so it allows me to do difficult things and have difficult conversations without. And the conversation itself will go so much better because I don't have such a sense of terror over yeah. it. Like, and that's a, like a people. detached perspective, right? right? Like you're not emotionally attaching to that feeling that you get in that experience and then just like ruminating on it or dreading it right yeah it just it is what it is and you feel it and then it's you know you can think about it and you can be aware of it but it doesn't have to rule you yeah and that's yeah well one thing especially with bringing it back to crossfit one thing that i find extraordinarily beneficial is that going into physical we'll call it suffering just for a moment because that's really what it is going into the the throngs of physical suffering is if you have a, a messy head, if you've got some turmoil going on, if it's tumultuous in your mind, I don't think it's possible for you to retain that, that turmoil while you're in the thralls of a very nasty workout. So at least if you can dive into that for a, for a few moments at least, you can rid, rid yourself of it. So I think that's what's powerful enough in itself to welcome that, um, that discomfort because it'll help your mind at least. I've had every yeah. single time and that's when I can, a lot of times, I can go my hardest because I'm trying to purge myself of whatever nonsense is in my head. Right. And it gives you a real environmental factor to, to have to respond to. Yeah. The, like, there's 225 pounds on my shoulder right yeah. now. Like, that's what I have to deal with right now. Yeah. Or, like, I recently just took up grappling again. It's like, I'm being choked. I yeah. need to deal with that. Right. But, like, it just puts into perspective all the other things you worry about are so, like, it's minutia. Yeah. All the things. Yep. And then when you encounter a real thing, like, I'm being choked to death, <laughs> then it's like, it just puts this perspective in your head that, like, most of the stuff that you worry about and have anxiety about and fears about, it's like, it's really not. Yep. It's just, you make it up just to right. fill the space up there. And you can encounter those, uh, those, those moments of discomfort, overcome or not overcome, mm-hmm. and it'll still be all right right either way it'll be all right yeah there's and then like the repetitive um examples of that are like if you continually exercise there's studies that show that like the depression and anxiety come from like or people with depression anxiety have a small hippocampus yeah and uh exercise actually enlarges that absolutely so even like from a physiological perspective, yeah. uh, doing that over and over again, you well, know, getting uncomfortable by exercising. It's, it's a well-known fact. I think this comes into play. I'm not, not to cut you off there, but they, um, as a, willpower is not inexhaustible, no matter who you are. Like, even if you are the very toughest in the world, you could be beaten in submission given a long enough time. But however, I think what this stuff does is that it broadens our pool of willpower. So we could make it less inexhaustible, I mean less exhaustible, right? 
Right. So the more we practice that, the bigger we're, we're, we're filling that pool of willpower. So it's going to be a lot harder to beat us in this mission. And I think the hum- like this is, <clears throat> we're going deep, but I think the human spirit is innately strong, mm-hmm. but it needs, like in, in historical terms, it needs an environment to necessitate that response out of you. Yeah. Like you, you need to encounter hardness to pull out the right. strength within you. And if you just have a soft life and there's never anything that challenges well, you, yeah. it's not like you don't have that capacity in your soul. Yeah. It's just never, those switches have never been turned on. This yeah. is like genetics, right? right. The muscle hasn't been worked. The muscle yeah. hasn't been worked. And life always demanded those, like just living a human life always demanded physicality up until like yeah. 50 years ago. And I think it's at the, some things are awesome. I love plumbing. I love electricity. I love my car. Well, yeah, I'd rather be a homeless person today than uh, like the King of France 500 years ago, right? right. That's, yeah. I would say that's probably a good claim. Yeah. <laughs> I see some of them tents out there. Yeah. Well, Wi Fi and shit. The level of misery that they did, endured on a daily basis back then was astounding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, astonishing. Get, you get like a staph infection and you're dead. <clears throat> but um, so that like environmental demand, it is no longer there for almost anybody. Like maybe a couple people in a couple cultures, but yeah. I think what we do here with CrossFit and what you can do with a lot of different endeavors is you self-impose that environmental hormesis yeah. for your body. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like live naturally. Yeah. Like the human body is made to adapt to stress and right. to respond to stress. Like we're not, if we live a stress, quote unquote, stress-free life, it's gonna be worse off for your Right. well-being you well know, yeah, exactly. opti- this is the like opening lines of this for me there's an optimal level yeah. of stress for you. well that's exactly like, what it is it's like you have to have a controlled amount of stress if it's unhindered you're gonna yeah you'll, you'll suffer tremendously uh, you can't have a, a free-flowing state of stress all the time but you give yourself controlled doses and that's that's what's that's the poison that builds the resiliency to not succumb to whatever stress comes your way but we yeah, have to have controlled doses and the balance of like stress on your body actually release releases yeah. stress from your mind and, and yeah. vice versa and, but um but going back to kind of like our ancestors another interesting stat was that four we moved 14 times less than people did over 100 years oh ago yeah our ancestors which i mean Think about that in like a calorie sense. Like right. if, if you're moving 14 times less. I mean, we don't even, we park at Walmart. We're looking for the very closest spot, right? right. None of us are going to the far side of the parking lot. yourself, <laughs> We're like, I can't believe I had to walk across the parking right. lot. We used to like forage for days, persistence hunting right. antelope across yeah. the savannah. I saw this meme going around <laughs> recently and it was like a... Um, when you park at the gas station and it says, please see attendant inside the store. Like it, it doesn't take <laughs> I know this is going and down. everybody posts like, screw that. I'm going to, the, I'm definitely going to the next yeah. gas station. Like they won't even get out and walk inside. I've been there. Yeah. I'll just drive down the street to the next one. Yeah. I've got to switch pumps quite a few times. Sometimes it's just a pump. Yeah. But speaking of, you hit the nail. Steps, not, I don't want to get too far away from that, but you hit the nail on the head, I think with the environmental hormesis. Can you, so I was going to ask, can you explain that in layman's terms for, yeah, the best you can. So environmental hormesis is if we take, for example, the, the most um, classic example is if we expose ourselves to like very, very um, hot exposures, right? Or cold exposures, both of those extremes, that our bodies are actually biologically and evolutionary designed to thrive off of limited exposures to that. But those are pretty cool parallels to whatever else we're doing in life. Exactly. Stressors. Yeah. We need those small doses of stressors just like you need doses of weightlifting is damaging the bone in a sense. Right? 
but thus in the long run it's building density so we're we're actually getting stronger because we have controlled doses of it stimulus adaptation we've talked about this a million times right right? it's not not just applicable to exercise it's applicable to everything that happens in life as far as an input and an output hey and the environmental hormesis i I like that because that's a good way it's without the added stimulus i think working out is kind of a cheat into developing that in a way because you're you're consuming yourself with that endeavor but as far as a different way that I think is more working the psychological aspect of it, of being able to get uncomfortable, is going into an ice bath or a cold shower or going into a hot sauna and boiling hot, getting up and then just breathing your way through it. Because mm-hmm. there is nothing to distract you from that you're in a very, literally very uncomfortable uh, zone. So that builds that mental resiliency to endure. All right. And even just trying something new like that. This is, uh, I'm going to do a quick recap of my last month. So I went... <clears throat> I did a Spartan race, which was 15 miles in Killington. I'd never run one before. And that was like, I just want to see what it feels like yeah. to do that. Yeah. And then I went paragliding. I've never jumped off a mountain before. Yeah. And that was scary as shit, but yep. all I got through. I didn't die. All the, right? all the most rewarding things we've ever done in all of our lives. There's a, there's a, a phase of it that we have to be probably scared shitless. And I know it's fondness too. It's like, yeah. and the course we did, me and Eric, we did a, a shooting course and there was a lot of like di- running around and yep. things that... You know, you might be uncomfortable if you haven't done a lot of that, but it's like, I, I think of those things with a lot of fondness yeah. because I had never, you feel like a child in, in a way. I was going to say, <laughs> you, it brings you back to like mind. being yeah. a kid. You're I was like, about to say that. You have like this like butterfly, yeah. like, oh my God. I was about to say, oh, we shit. should be more childlike with our willingness to try new things. Yeah. Like, think and about, like, I, I could be a fool, but I, it's going to be good for yeah. me. With, as adults, just think about if kids... Um, gave in at the obstacles that adults tend to do. Like they would never walk. They're like walking's too hard. Right. I'm just gonna sit here. I like, that twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we get curious and childlike and exploratory with everything that we do, like we used to when we were all kids, man, think of the places we'd go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some like finite examples where getting slightly uncomfortable? leads to huge rewards so like especially in a crossfit setting so like i guess like nutrition for one is me like for me that's the biggest one like that can make such a big difference if you are because another stat to throw out there is 80 percent of eating is not because people are hungry like so that means only 20 percent of the time people are actually hungry when they eat and so the fact that we just have food readily available, like right. that's we're that's eating so out of boredom a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. use the added, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, earn your calories. And not in a way that's like transfiction, but it's like you should you should do some work if you're going to like take in a lot of calories, right? right. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I think that's a huge benefit of like being uncomfortable and saying this is how many calories I'm going to eat. This is how much protein. This is how much carbs and fats or whatever. And sticking to that, even though you might be hungry, like, you know, the caveat is you want to make sure it's the right Right. amount of calories. You can't just starve yourself, but I I think um, that's making sure you pick and stick to it. Like that's, that's, it's very uncomfortable. It's very hard. takes a ton of discipline. Um, but the reward is like, Astronomical. Transformation, right? Yeah. Both yeah. directions too. If you're like, right. like what you went through with gaining weight, like it's not fun to drink a gallon of raw milk. <laughs> then, but right. like, if you want to gain twenty pounds and do, you know, right. have you your powerlifting goals to lift big, yeah. right? And right. vice versa, if you want to get leaner, it's all 
Yeah. So this goes back to the, the keeping the end game in mind, the delayed gratification. You're yeah. doing it for the reward of what you anticipate will happen from that sacrifice. Mm. And we've known this since we've known this for thousands of years. These are all like golden rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it, the, we just forget about them. And it's such like it's so obvious when you just look at if you were to poll people, I think people are the least happy that they have been in like human history right, right now. We're the most comfortable. The most yeah, comfortable so. that's, that's always stunned yeah. me as a statistic. Yeah. We've got the most instances of mental unwellness. Right. We've got, I mean, the safest era of mankind's ever been in, but yet we are miserable as humans. Yeah. Miserable. Because we're not hardwired for that. Right, for this hard, level of comfort. We're not hardwired to just be safe all Right. Time. We've that's got an like, overabundance of food. People are like literally dying because they're obese. It's like, it's wild mm-hmm. that... And I don't want like complete anarchy and no like systems at all, but right. there is like an optimal, we've gone beyond yeah. that point and there's like, we need a real back because there is an optimal level where we can be healthy and happy and have that environmental hormesis yeah. and live with the modern comforts. Well, it doesn't need to be like, you know, freaking black doom or. I think we that now. we're in a kind of a, we're kind of an awakening as zeitgeist of re- re- realization this is an awkward growing phase. And I think more of us are starting to learn that we need these stressors. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm optimistic that because we have this, we didn't know that before. We were getting all these, these comforts and we were getting um, all this overabundance of everything. And we didn't realize that there was a heavy price to pay. But now there's more people like us talking on, uh, on the internet, talking in podcasts, talking, talking amongst themselves. I think there's an awakening of people that realize that we need these uh, this environmental hermeses of life not just of hot and cold and whatever else but we need to have these controlled bits of stressors to allow ourselves to thrive and it's hardwired into us for millions of years to have to do so mm-hmm. yeah would you say uh, so what are some other things that you would say are like good doses of discomfort you mentioned like the the cold plunges i know you guys both have done a lot with that I've, uh, I've yeah done, done it a few times i mean that's so I don't want to say it's easy, but it's so simple to add it's to your simple, life. It's simple, yeah. You get in, you sit for a couple minutes, and you get out. And it's yep. not like you need to spend a bunch of money, really. You don't yeah. need, like, this crazy plan. It's but get in the shower and turn it cold for 30 yeah. seconds every day. Like, it's pretty simple to implement, but it's not easy to implement. Right. And I think what one valuable skill with learning with that is being realistic about what a proper dose is, right? Like, um, I've, got, I've got one of uh, the athletes that I'm uh, personal coaching right now. And he's ambitious, and I love him to death. But he, he, I, I have him doing cold water protocols, and he's like, I want to go in for 15 minutes. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's back off. Because yeah. the thing is about if you give yourself too much at one time, then you'll dread it, and it won't, you won't be consistent. And so you give yourself that- a dose that you can like do day in and day out, right. rather than one glorious event, and then you're never going to do it again for whatever, a month yeah. at least or more. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think the benefits are between that two and ten minutes is when you get the most physiological yeah, benefits. Yeah, there's literally no cause to go in for 15, 20 minutes except for if you're trying to get psychological training to endure right. tough, yeah. tough situations. We're getting close to our time cap, but uh, one other one that I can add in here is, and this is kind of a bigger picture, but set a concrete goal, like maybe a financial goal. I want to, by next year, I want to have this money saved in this account. And I think the reason people avoid doing that is because then they set up their criteria for failure too. Yes, it's criteria for success, but if that doesn't happen, then they failed. Yeah. And they don't like that. Yeah. Right? They're like beholden to this thing that they said. Now they're accountable. 
but if you if you just set that intention like I said the North Star earlier just set something like hey I, I want to lose 20 pounds this year maybe Put have some flexibility there. with how you get there and right. willing to go through some ups and downs in the process of it yeah and sign up at CrossFit Nashville or CrossFit Sardegan or CrossFit Petrol and get right. it done yeah, I mean, CrossFit is such an easy easy way to challenge yourself every day. Check all the boxes, yeah. too, yeah. I mean, like, we're in, like, the 1% of humans as far as fitness, but also just our toughness. Like, if you think about having, like, a, a company uh, filled with CrossFitters as the employees or whatever, that, that company is bound for success way more than... Mm -hmm. You know, people that are eating McDonald's and sitting yeah. on the couch all day. I mean, it's, well, it's and plus you develop, you have a like a built-in community, which is a, many of the things that we're lacking as modern humans. Yeah, you've got a, an organized event of of discomfort that you go through regularly right. for oh, misery. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Misery. usually yeah. not just you, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we do, should we uh, part two? I this? want a part two desperately. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put the vote in for a part right, two. I'll, yeah, I'll vote. I've got a lot yeah, more. Everybody say in favor, say aye. <laughs> part two. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was that was a good opening of the door and yeah. peeking in. Our first part two. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 <laughs>